0: It's time for the podcast from two guys who still think fart jokes are funny. It's the Morning 5, sponsored by Marine South. <laughs> you know what the name is? Taco Tuesday! Shane Spikeman. <laughs>
1: Taco Tuesday!
0: <laughs> are they built for speed or for comfort? You'll get nothing and like it. <laughs>
1: Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five for Tuesday, November 7th, and we are 48 days away from Christmas. Oh, my goodness. 48 days, buddy.
0: Wow, dude. That is, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) I was sitting there laying in bed last night thinking, like, on Thursday, we're two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Like, that is just mind-blowing. We're getting there. Yeah. Thanksgiving's coming early this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's um it is literally birthday
0: week for me. Nice. This year. It's normally the week after, but this year it's birthday week. Yeah, I guess this is technically the earliest day you could possibly have Thanksgiving on because it is uh the the month ends um yeah, I think I think just one more day and it would be on a normal week, but it just seems it seems like super early this week this year. I don't know if it is. I, I have no I have no clue. I have no reference, but it feels like it's like it's coming super early for some reason this year, or the year's just going fast uh, because I'm old. Either one of those is very, very likely. Uh, it's a possibility. <laughs> it <laughs> might be a combination. Might be a combination of the two. All right, uh, it is National Bittersweet
1: Chocolate with Almonds Day.
0: Very specific day.
1: <laughs> no a, joke.
0: It's a very specific day. Uh, I'm out. Uh, the only type of chocolate I like is like super dark. Um, chocolate, not a fan at all of bittersweet chocolate or of chocolate with almonds. Um, so I'm I am out on this day. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of bittersweet chocolate at all. Yeah, it's just not um, uh, not great.
1: Not great. It's, it's not my favorite.
0: No, so no, definitely. You know, I make the I make the dip strawberries for Mother's Day, and I get I get bittersweet chocolate, but I usually just drizzle it over the chocolate. I usually use a dark chocolate as my as my main chocolate sarcophagus to go around the fruit, uh, and the bittersweet chocolate is just a bit of a drizzle on top. I, I can't imagine eating eating a whole chunk of just bittersweet chocolate. Ugh.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, listen, it's it's also election day. Um, go out and do your civic duty. Go vote. That's that's what bryce and i will say go out do your civic duty and that's that's the extent of what we're gonna say
0: yep vote for me write me in write me in. vote wherever you vote whoever you vote for just write me in doesn't matter what position it is write me in for every position let's see if we can get me some type of political uh political um uh job except for villerica mayor don't all right, Bryce. Well,
1: I, I
0: don't know. I'd be a pretty good mayor, you know. I uh, we no, would uh, I we Not would bad. divert all cash to the uh, the rec programs here. Nothing else would do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Rose falling to pieces. Who cares? We have a good football team. All right, uh, we have to talk about the Hawks, Bryce,
1: and uh, I. I don't want to say they look bad because they didn't. They didn't look they good, were take, though, for sure. They were they were taking they were taking good shots. They just weren't falling. Yeah, and it's one of those things that if you if to use a baseball analogy, you know how you hit a ball really hard and it's just right at somebody, right? This was last night for the Hawks. It was they were taking really good shots, but they just weren't falling. A
0: million percent, a million percent. Yeah, the the shot quality. Was good. It just they they weren't falling, man, and they weren't falling until the fourth quarter. Like we couldn't get anything going last night. And yeah, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't lack of chances because we had enough chances. They just they just weren't falling.
1: Yeah, it it didn't look like it was the best. You know, it I don't know, man. Like I was frustrated because I was like those were there were. I'm sure he gone down the court and they were getting their own offensive rebounds and they were trying for the putbacks and it just wasn't going down. And then they tried to pull out to the the corner three and, and nothing was falling. And it was just, it
0: was so frustrating to watch because they were taking great shots. It was just not falling Yeah. And you talk about the offensive rebounds. They had 25 offensive rebounds, which is phenomenal, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, but they only converted those to 19 second chance points, which is 19 second chance points is a lot in a in a game, but it's not a lot when you consider that they had twenty five offensive rebounds. Um, the shooting from the field was horrible. it was thirty seven percent last night. Uh, and I think they were I think they were forty percent on two two point shots, which is uh, which would be by far the lowest in the league if that was your season average. Um, the, the Hawks took seven more shots from the field and nine more free throws than the Thunder did last night, but still lost. That's not going to happen much. It's uh, it was a weird game last night, man. It, it was just, it was just an odd game. A one ten offensive rating going into the fourth quarter. Uh, that's that's pretty damn awful for this team for this Hawks team. DJ had twenty nine point six assists and four rebounds last night. He, he he had a game. You know that's that's sort of what DJ does. The stat stuffer. Uh, Trey, twenty-two points and eleven assists last night, but one for five from three, and his three-point shooting right now—he's shooting at twenty-eight percent. That is absolutely horrendous from a guy who should be your number one scoring option and and your leader on the on the court. Um, Trey's shooting, man, and it, it's sort of been something that I've been worried about all year, and it it hasn't gotten better. I mean, he's he's hitting one point seven threes and taking six point three. Uh, the, and, and actually, if you consider his his shooting performance last night, his sh- the three point shooting for the year went down even more. He's now at two point uh, two twenty seven point three. Um, so it's I don't know what's going on with his uh, shooting from three point range, but it is it's gotten steadily worse since that twenty one twenty two season.
1: Yeah, it's been awful, honestly. And th- that was the year that we started picking up with the Hawks. You know. And it just seems like we've been the bad luck charm. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: something. Something's off with Trey shooting this year. He's averaging the least amount of points he, he has uh, since his rookie year. Um, he's shooting forty. Uh, shooting thirty three percent from the field and twenty seven percent from three. Both of those are career lows. Um, yeah, it, that, we got to figure this out, and we got to figure it out fast.
1: But I will say this. Trey Young looked really strong defensively last night. Yeah. Like, de- across the board.
0: Defensively and playmaking? Uh, he's had a phenomenal year. It's it's the best year I've ever seen Trey defensively and playmaking-wise. It's just, if we could even get that shooting up a little bit, I'm not saying he's even got to be up to where he was in 21-22 uh, where he shot almost forty percent from three and almost averaged thirty points per game. Like we don't need that, I don't think, from Trey this year. But if he could, if he could bump that three-point percentage, you know, somewhere north of thirty percent, somewhere around 34 percent, and average, you know, 24, 25 points per game. Uh, if he can, if he can bring the playmaking that he's had this year and the defense that he's had this year, night in and night out, I'd be extremely happy with that.
1: What were the bench scoring? Because it only seemed like Sadiq and uh, Bogey were the only two that were getting going on the bench.
0: That was about it. That was about it. Sadiq and
1: uh, I Bogey. I was about to
0: say. Yeah, I, 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 know, I know Matthews came in. I don't think he ever scored. He didn't play much. Um, and Okongwu came in. Okongwu, Okongwu, Bay, and Bogey were the three rotational guys. But Anyeka um, didn't, didn't score much at all. Uh, he had 14 rebounds last night, went three for eight from the field. Uh, a lot of offensive rebounds from uh, Conwoo. I mean, he had had six offensive rebounds, um, but just couldn't convert them over to points, only seven points. That goes back to your statement where we were getting offensive rebounds last night, but we just couldn't capitalize on them.
1: Yeah, there was no doubt. So, um, Hawks uh, Hawks fall last night, but uh, they'll look forward to
0: starting a new um, streak.
1: When is it? Tomorrow?
0: Uh, it is Thursday. Yes, it is Thursday. Thursday. It is Thursday against Orlando, and they travel down to Mexico City for the game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Excited about that. So or if you are in Mexico City and you are an Orlando Magic or Atlanta Hawks fan, uh, they are coming to your city Thursday night at 9.30 p.m. Whatever. <laughs> this is so stupid. You don't like the international right. games? No. I understand them more in, in basketball than I do football, for sure. I don't, I don't understand them at, uh, in football at all. All right, let's
1: get to our power rankings. Let's um, do it. Obviously, our power rankings are pretty set as far as high school is concerned. Right. So we're not going to even touch on those real quick. Uh, let's get to college. And you and I have different power rankings, um, but the NFL, we have the same. So... Yeah, that's that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, college, I, I'm going to go UGA one, and I know that this may seem controversial, may seem a lot of different things, but you know what? I, I just, I can't take him, take them out of number one. I just can't. Sorry, I can't. Um, they continue to play play good football. Uh, they looked really good against Missouri, which is a top 15 team. They're number one. Uh, number two, I've got Ohio State. They they struggled early on against uh, Rutgers, but then again, Bryce and it just seems like this may be their um, their calling card this year. Is struggling in the first half against a team and then uh, beating them by almost twenty in the second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's the strangest thing with Ohio State, but you know their defense has been stellar all season long. They continue to only give up like maybe one or two touchdowns total Um, but mostly having them settle for field goals which is fine for me Um, and I would be willing to bet you and this were nine games in right right I would be willing to bet you there's less than 12 touchdowns total that the Buckeyes have given up
0: yeah you're you're probably right yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it
1: now that I think about it, so um, yeah, it's it's been a good year for the for the Buckeye defense. Uh, number three is Michigan. They've had the most dominant performance across the board in, in college football. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Um, they've dominated every single team that they've played, but they've also been hoop teams. I mean, let's let's be honest. They they haven't been the greatest teams. Uh, that changes this week with a top ten matchup with Penn State. Uh, number four, I've got Washington. Washington looked fantastic against uh, USC last weekend, and then uh, I've got Florida State at five. So that's my top five.
0: Yeah, big weekend this weekend for uh, for college football. Um, my five is is quite quite different from your five. Um, at number one, I have Michigan. I know that their strength of schedule has not been great, but you can only play the teams that are ahead of you. Like, that's not their fault that their strength of schedule is, is horrendous. Sort of like Georgia. Like, Georgia's strength of schedule, not great. But they've done what they should have done against the teams that they've played. And Michigan, for my money, has looked like the most complete team I have seen all year. Um, they look better than uh, the, than, than, Georgia. I can trust Michigan's uh, quarterback more than I do Georgia after watching Carson Beck live on Saturday. I don't have a lot of faith in that guy, man, his inaccuracy issues. They're going to be a problem at some point this year. And it might be this week. Um, but I have Michigan at number one, like you said, uh, big test this week. I mean, two of the next three games that Michigan plays at Penn state uh, at Maryland and home versus Ohio State I mean Penn State and Ohio State are just as good as Michigan is this year Penn State with a little bit of a stumble but the only lane they've lost is to Ohio State um, so I got I got Michigan at number one at number two I do have Georgia I think everybody around Carson Beck is good enough to make up for his deficiencies and he's not he's not a terrible quarterback by any stretch of the imagination he's not he's not Kyle McCord Um, But he's just not what we were used to seeing the past couple of years with Stetson Bennett at the helm for UGA. Uh, Another big test for for Georgia this week as they host Old Miss and then they go on the road to Tennessee next week. So we're really going to know a lot about Georgia in the next two weeks, but they're definitely, definitely a playoff team right now. At number three, I have Washington. Uh, Washington outdueled USC. Uh, They have wins over number eight Oregon, number twenty USC, and they're going to wrap up the season uh, with games against uh, number eighteen Utah and at number sixteen Oregon State. So uh, Washington's going to go through the fire, man. They're going to have a really good strength of schedule. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is one of the best quarterbacks in the NCAA right now and should be the Heisman front runner if I'm a voter. Uh, I They win it. Uh, he, yep. sh- he, he is, he's playing so well right now. Uh, I have Washington at number three. At number four, I have Florida State. Florida State, who, I don't know, they haven't looked phenomenal as of late. They haven't looked as good as they did early on, but they haven't looked bad by any stretch of the imagination. And unfortunately for FSU, is their strength of schedule down the stretch right now is not great. They're, 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 they play Miami, and then they play North Alabama, and then they're in the swamp against Florida. None of those teams are terribly great. I mean, right now Miami no. is 2-3 and three in the conference. North Alabama is North Alabama. And Florida just lost in Gainesville to Arkansas for the first time ever in the history of college football. Um, so it, it kind of sucks for FSU the way their schedule pans out because they don't have a chance at a statement win here late in the season as to where Michigan, UGA, Washington, or Ohio State do So it's a little bit of a disadvantage for FSU. And then wrapping up my top five, the team that I think is playing the best right now, and honestly, I would take over anybody in college football. I think they're the the hottest team right now and playing the best brand of football. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide. I I know a lot of Georgia fans, and I know a lot of people that hate Alabama, wanted to count them out after that Texas loss and wanted to say that this season's going to be a loss for Nick Saban. Dude, Jalen Milrow is an absolute dude. His performances over the past couple of weeks, they are a phenomenal football team, and his performance against LSU showed that that offense has enough firepower to roll with anybody. Um, similar to FSU, they don't have a statement win left on their schedule, but they, I think they have enough on their, you know, uh, enough games that they've won against really good teams Number 17, Tennessee. Number 14, LSU. And number 15, Old Miss, where I think that's going to make up for the voters maybe not remembering or reminding themselves how good Alabama is late in the season because they don't have a big game other than the Iron Bowl. But Auburn is, once again, Auburn 2-4 and four in the conference, 5-4 and four overall. They're not a good team. I know the Iron Bowl is big, and you throw the records out the window, but it's just not as big of a game uh, as previous years when Auburn was a really good team in battling for the West. Um, they are at Kentucky this week, and then they're home versus the Mocs of Chattanooga, and then on the road for the Iron Bowl. Um, but I have, I have Alabama wrapping up my top five, and I think it's going to be Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship, and, and UGA better not take Alabama lightly because they are playing a very good brand of football right now.
1: Yeah, that'll, that'll be interesting coming down the stretch because and seeing where Georgia is in the college football rankings, which will come out tonight for week two. Um, Because if Georgia's ranks any lower than two, you know, there's a possibility if, if they go to Atlanta and they lose to Alabama, Georgia may miss the playoffs. I, you know what I mean? I would, I would very, very strongly doubt it. I, it's a possibility. I'm just throwing that out there.
0: Uh, they're and not, it's, they're it's, not going to put a one loss Ohio state team in last year. That didn't even go to our conference championship. And not put a one-loss Georgia team in this year. It's gonna be the, it's gonna be a repeat of the 2021 season if it happens, where Bama won the SEC championship, but Georgia still got in with one loss. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm just saying that's that's a possibility. So let's let's look at that. Uh, what's the NFL rankings?
0: Uh, NFL have the Eagles at number one. They remain uh, number one and look like the best team. Uh, beating beating Dallas over the weekend. Dallas does look like they've improved a little bit, though. That was a, that was nice to see, at least. Uh, but Eagles still number one. The Tush Push, Jason Kelsey, um, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Bryan, everybody out there. Julio Jones now is part of the Eagles, Eagles team. Um, that Eagles team is just a wagon. And number two, I have the Ravens, man. They might be playing some of the best brand of football right now in the NFL. I love the way they're playing their defense the past couple of weeks has looked phenomenal. Uh, they have one of the best defenses. They have quietly one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. At number three, I have the Chiefs. Uh, the one thing that worries about me uh, worries me about the Chiefs is I'm not sure if uh, Taylor Swift can be in attendance for all of the Chiefs games the rest of the season because when she is not, man, Travis Kelsey does not perform. And when Travis Kelsey does not perform, that offense doesn't really have a heartbeat. Uh, there's no burner on the outside anymore now that Tyreek Hill has been gone for a couple of seasons. They don't have that big play opportunity down the field other than Travis Kelsey um, that that could be something that you watch out for is if they get into a shootout I'm not sure the Chiefs have enough firepower to keep up with other teams in the NFL but luckily for the Chiefs they also have a top five defense in the NFL uh, quietly you don't usually expect that from the Chiefs but their defense is keeping them in games at number four, talking about an explosive offense, I have the uh, Miami Dolphins, man. I'm a big fan of Mike McDaniel. I'm a big fan of the Miami Dolphins. I think they're going to roll in that AFC East and win that division. Right now, I mean, on pace to set a ton of NFL records as far as passing yards and scoring goes down there. Um, Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, everybody that's involved there. And they might get that um, Duvon Archane guy back uh, in the next like two or three weeks, that rookie running back. They might get him back. He's eligible to come off the IR in a couple of weeks, and then at number five, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, I love this team. I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. I look what Trevor Lawrence is doing down there. They're going to win the AFC South. I think they're going to be really good for a long time to come. Once again, a great defense. I think they're top five in the AFC right now in, in defensive um, points against and yards allowed. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a really good, uh, really good team, and I got them wrapping up my five slot.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good top five for the NFL right now. Um, you know, and the, the biggest thing for me, Bryce, all five of them have really, really good defenses. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah.
0: So yeah. That's that's
1: key in the NFL.
0: The <laughs> Dolphins is the only team right that doesn't have a really, really powerful, strong defense. Right.
1: But, right. Yeah. Uh, we've got Friday Night Lights, this Friday night. It, and it's for all the marbles, right? Uh, it's playoffs begin this coming Friday night, and Bryce, you were able to watch some film on the uh, the two teams that Mount Zion and Bowden play next week or this coming Friday. So, what did you see?
0: Yeah, I watched a lot of tape on Taylor and Manchester, essentially every game I could find on NFHS Network. Uh, for Taylor County, man, Bowden's not going to have a problem with Taylor County. Uh, T- Taylor County is 6-4 on the year. They average 22 points per game, 21 allowed. They're 0-3 against ranked opponents. They're outscored 129-20 to, to the three ranked opponents that they have played. Their opponents are 41-59 and 59 on the year. Taylor County is 0-3 on the year against teams with a winning record. Seven of their ten opponents didn't have a winning record, and 50% of their schedule was against teams that didn't get above three wins. Uh, So the wins that Taylor County did get this year were against really crappy teams. Uh, Dude, they're small. They're undersized. Bowden's just going to roll, man. Bowden is going to have their way and roll over Taylor County and do whatever they want to do. The linebacking core is going to have their hands full all night long, really the only offensive weapon they have. Is number twelve DJ Jenkins. They run the Wildcats sometimes. They have a little success with that. Uh, number eleven, their quarterback and um, uh, Cameron Lawhorn. He, he's talented, man. He, he, he's a good. He's a good runner. He can scoot around. Not the best thrower. Not the greatest passer. Um, Got to be disciplined on the RPO though for the defensive line for Bowden and keep him contained and keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get green grass in front of him. Number one, Braden Ellis, Duty is a tall, tall, tall young man. He plays safety and wide receiver, uh, but he, he ain't the best tackler when he's back there at safety, and he's not very fleet of foot. One of the things I did notice in the wide receiver routes for Taylor County is when they're running dummy wide receiver routes, when the wide receivers know they're not the number one or number two option, the routes are super lazy, and I think that's something that Bowden can pick up on. And you see a wide receiver running a lazy route, you automatically know the ball's not coming to him. They're going to be in shotgun with three or four wide every single snap. I think I saw them under, under uh, center maybe five times in all the games that I've watched Taylor County. So Taylor County is going to be in the gun the entire time. For Manchester, man, uh, for Mount Zion at Manchester, it's, it's going to be a tougher task, dude. It's going to be a much tougher task than, than Bowden has. They're going on the road to a team that uh, has only lost one game at home all year this year, and it was to Lamar County, the team that won the uh, the region that Hurd was in. Uh, They've beat Bowden at home. They beat Marion County on the road. They've uh, beaten Taylor County forty-two to nothing in the road. The only game they've lost, uh, other than that Lamar County game at home, is they lost to Schley County twenty-seven to seven on the road. And Schley County, as we all know, is the number one team in the uh, in the state right now. Man- classification. Yeah. yeah, in that classification. Uh, right now, Manchester is ranked number two in the state. Uh, they played Macon County, who was number four in the state. They beat them 18-7. to seven. It's Dude, Manchester is huge. Manchester is massive. We saw them against Bowden early on in the season. They're a very, very good team. Uh, they are a legit top two team. I think they are one of the best teams in single A that I've seen all year this year. Uh Manchester's gonna have their hands full being able to block that offensive and defensive line. It starts at the line of scrimmage and uh, I, I think Mount Zion is just is just outmanned there, man. It's going to be a, a tough long day for Eagles fans and Brad Gordon. Yeah, and, and hate driving an hour and a half to to get your butt
1: beat. Yeah you know what I mean? Yep. And it's it's sucks, but it's it's part of sometimes it's part of what happens. Yep. So all right, that's it for the Mount
0: Zion and Bowden preview. Uh, Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. We got nothing. Nothing. We got nothing. On the Smiths floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight. In the MLS, Atlanta is playing host to Columbus Crew in the playoffs. A must-win situation for Atlanta United. If Atlanta United wins this game, we force a game three back in Columbus. I think that would be this Saturday. Uh, But we have got to win tonight at home versus the Columbus Crew. And then we got high school basketball. High school basketball is kicking off tonight. Uh, Villarica is playing host to Paulden County. Girls will start at six, and the boys will tip at seven thirty. And uh, then uh, Bremen girls are at home versus Rockmart. So we're getting some. Uh, we're uh, excuse me, that's uh, that's next week. I'm reading the wrong schedule. Uh, the Paulden County VR is this week though. It's just a scrimmage, I believe. Um, but yeah, we got uh, we got high school basketball starting tonight for the Villarica Wildcats. All right, then
1: that'll be fun to watch. Yep. And I know you're going.
0: Yep, I'll be there. Um, I'll be bouncing in between the new gym and the old gym, watching the purple and gold wrestling duels with the wrestling team and the uh, the Villa Rica versus Paulding County scrimmages. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor
1: Hannah Strong with the Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Kim Mulkey says the number one LSU lacked toughness in opening loss.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. They lost to Colorado. I didn't see that until this morning. I woke up and looked at the uh, looked at the scores and everything. And uh, yeah, number one LSU falls in their very first game against uh, Colorado. And I believe Deion Sanders' daughter is on that team as well. Ohio State
1: lost too in, in college basketball last night, or in no. college women's basketball last oh, night. Oh, women's so, women's basketball. Who've um, been playing women's basketball? They were they were top ten too. I think they were seventh. I think
0: really. Who did be lose to? Oh, we lost to it USC. Was, we lost to USC by yeah. uh, nine. Huh. And
1: yeah. uh, Tom Izzo loses to nephew as number four Michigan State drops their opener to JMU.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of basketball going on last night, and not great for the teams that were ranked. Uh, a lot of the teams that were ranked were either struggling last night or, or lost. Um, but the other thing that was pretty cool that uh, Tom Izzo lost to. To his cousin his cousin coaches that James Madison team uh, went into overtime and yeah number four Michigan State falls in their first game of the season
1: Uh, the Jets are frustrated as the offense sputters again in the loss to the Chargers
0: yeah I don't blame the Jets for being frustrated Uh, that team looks terrible that that team and that offense was horrendous last night it hurt to watch it was it was miserable
1: I actually beat Abner last night
0: oh my gosh oh my gosh is that wait? Was that is that two losses on the week for Abner? I, th- I believe he, I want to say he lost in our money oh. league as well. I think. Uh, let's Uh-oh. see. He lost. He definitely lost against me. So there's one. Let's see. Doo, 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 doo. That was that's this week's. So let's clear on last week's. So let's see how he did. Boop, 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 boop. Where's he at? He did. Yeah, he went zero and two this week. Oh no, that's terrible. I went two and zero. Oh no. <laughs> Poor Abner
1: uh Bronny james aims to play for usc if he passes his medical exam
0: yeah i hope he does man i want to see that young man play football, uh, football i want to see him i'd love to play see him play football but i i want to see him uh i want to see him play uh, play basketball for usc this year man i hope he completely recovers from that very very terrifying scary um little bout that he had uh he, he was on hand for usc when they beat kansas state last night uh but he was watching uh, watching from the bench so it'll be interesting to see if he can fight back and play this year
1: Atlanta is exercising its twenty million option, twenty million dollar option on right-hand pitcher Charlie Morton. Sources tell ESPN there was significant discussion within the organization about declining it, but ultimately the Braves decided to bring back Morton, who is beloved in Atlanta, for another season.
0: Let's go, let's go, Braves! All right, I like it. Let's gear up, gearing up for another World Series run, baby.
1: I'm excited for you, buddy.
0: Whoa, you whoa! You're not not a fan of this? Why you hate Charlie Morton?
1: It has nothing to do with hate for Charlie Sounds like hate I hate Charlie, Charlie I Man. love Uncle. I, I love,
0: I love that Sounds like I hate really Charlie do. Morton. Um, you don't like consistent I pitchers. Just, That's what you're telling me. I don't like what? You don't like consistent pitchers. That's what you're telling no, me. No, it's... So. I,
1: he's 39 years old. Okay. Um, and... He last year, he was 38 and and playing like a 38 year old. Um, So I'm just not super thrilled about it. Um, I would love to see a little bit more like more consistent, better pitching as opposed to consistent, okay, pitching, if that makes sense.
0: It does, but you're asking a lot out of a 39 year old pitcher. That's my point. Why I didn't like it. I like it because he's been the most consistent pitcher on the Braves staff for three years running. He's been the only pitcher that we've been able to rely on. I, I mean, he has the he has almost 100 starts over the past three years. Nobody else in a Braves uniform has even come close to that. His ERA is at 3.77. I'm fine with that. Um, the You know, the FIP is at a 3.75. The ERA Plus is at a one one four. Uh, he's eaten up over 500 innings the past three years. He's, he's 37 and 24 over the past three years. He's been, since he's come to Atlanta in 2021, he's been the most consistent pitcher on the entire Brave staff. There's no one that even and comes close to him. great
1: news. But I'd just rather have him more consistent as a better pitcher.
0: But well, that's just yeah, me. and I would rather hit in the playoffs and not just in the regular season and win a World Series this year but i Look, you know uh,
1: here's the here's the thing man when when it comes to it how did we lose in the playoffs we, we lost hit. because we couldn't hit worth a damn and yeah. then also our pitching was the starting was pitching not was dominant. fine
0: i am so sick of that narrative the starting pitching was fine people just want it to blame fine. the pitching
1: listen, because we didn't listen, pick up at the, at the trade deadline it was fine it was fine but there you can't have fine performances in the playoffs it has to be good or great
0: performances in the playoffs not fine uh, it was it was it was 1 million percent not the pitching that lost us the playoffs this year 1 million percent it was completely on the hitting it was completely on a team that was built around hitting uh, uh, built uh, uh, around hitting the long ball and just became insanely anemic at doing anything positive it was it was not the pitching at all. Do we need to get better at pitching this offseason? For sure. But that's not something that we need to make massive leaps and bounds at getting better at. We need to figure out what hitters can hit in the playoffs and what can't. I don't know how you figure that out. We also need to get rid of the child that we have that's playing shortstop. For some reason, he is still on this roster. And that really pisses me off.
1: I saw an article yesterday or over the weekend um, that was saying, Should Trevor Bauer come to the Braves? Oh, I don't. I thought of, I thought
0: of you. Oh God, I don't. <laughs> I don't want that circus, man. I don't even. What's Trevor Bauer even been doing lately? Like, he's even. Is he's he even chicken in Japan? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's. he's yeah, he's playing. He's playing for the Yokohama Dena Bay Stars. Those, those guys. Those guys are dominant. Um. Yeah, Trevor Bauer. I don't know. He, maybe. maybe he won the Cy Young in twenty twenty. I guess. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge Trevor Bauer fan though. I've I've never been I've never been a massive Trevor Bauer fan. If if he comes, that's that's great. But you know, I, 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 I love the Morton signing. I think it's great. 20 million is a lot. He's gonna be the third highest paid brave on the roster. Um but but AA has done such a great job of roster gymnastics that we're not ha- hamstrung, uh, and we can sort of overpay pitchers like that, and he's gonna be a veteran presence. On a starting rotation that's full of relatively young guys. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of them are turning into veterans with with Strider and, and Freed and everything. But uh, I think I think it's a good move, man. And and I don't understand like Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, and Tom Glavin, they don't grow on trees. You can't just pick those off. Like they're not free agents. Go look at the list of starting pitching free agents this year. They're not. They're not phenomenal. They're not phenomenal. Um, so I don't. You know. I don't think this team needs to change drastically from last year's team. Uh, I think there do, does need to be a couple tweaks, but I love resigning. I love resigning um, Uncle Charlie, man. Uh, he's well he's, amid he's,
1: amid the signing that we had yesterday um, with Charlie. There was also finding of options, including Eddie Rosario. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. I I hated to see that. Um, just from a Eddie was such a big part of the World Series. And I like to see guys like that stick around, um, just, just from that, just from that, uh, that perspective. But you know, if they, if they feel like they can get somebody with more production at, at a cheaper price, then, you know, go for it. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Eddie lands on his feet. I know there is a, uh, I know there's a guy out there. that's a free agent that just declined his player option that has been a part of a winning team on the, uh, on the Braves before. So, um, yeah, you want to go no. out? Yeah, you want to go out and get Jorge Soler? He is a free agent. Oh
1: yeah, I I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, finally, today in 1991, Magic Johnson re- announces he has HIV and retires from the L.A. Lakers.
0: That was a crazy situation. Still kicking too. Still still kicking. Yep. Still going through it. He's, he's doing well. Yep. And the immoral words of Kanye West: We can get through anything if Magic made it. Yeah. <laughs> Got anything else for us, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday today,
1: and uh, let's let's hope everyone enjoys it. We will be back tomorrow, same time, same place.
0: Shake your neighbors, just shake them. Shake your neighbors.